The name of this song is The Disco Strangler. Not exactly one of the Eagles' most well-known songs, but man, it gets you in the beginning, doesn't it? It has that, it, it just has that open that kind of sucks you in. Something we're going to talk about uh, here on the show today. I got a, we were, we were discussing something non-sports related over the weekend, Adrian, and I do want to bring it up to you today on the show because I do think it's really interesting and uh, some people would, would really like it. Okay, I'm interested in this. So, well, I mean, I don't know if I, if I want to lead the show with it right now. we got so much to talk about. Justin Thomas's comeback. Speaking of comebacks, you know, we've got uh, unbelievable NBA series right now. We've got the Warriors up 3-0. Andrew Wiggins with a posterizing dunk on Luka that could become one of the great memes of sports over the next few years because of what he did. It was unbelievable. Did you see the slow-mo version of that when it was like super slow-mo on Twitter? Yes, and oh. where Luca looks like very unathletic in, the, in that video. Luca looks like he's going up for a block, and then when he realizes that Wiggins is going to dunk it down his throat, tries to get the heck out of the way as quickly as possible so he doesn't just get completely destroyed. Yeah, he like uh, makes his body go completely horizontal the minute he or the second he yep. realizes that he's getting posterized. Uh, yet it was too late. It was a little too late right there for Luka Doncic. He, uh, he was definitely the man on the poster. So, I mean, we could talk NBA postseason. We could talk about the playoff games going right now, Eastern and Western Conference Finals. In fact, we got Eastern tonight. We've got Celtics Heat at 6 o'clock. We're going we're gonna to run Celtics Heat tonight at 6, Celtics Heat Wednesday at 6, because Chihuahuas play 11 o'clock in the morning on Wednesday, which gives us a chance to play some NBA uh, Eastern Conference Finals. So you get a little bit of this series. And the way the Warriors are doing it, they might be waiting a week before they start the NBA Finals. They're, they are just wiping the floor with Luka and Dallas. I definitely undervalued Golden State. I thought there were a lot of red flags in that Memphis series, but I probably, on the other side, Steve, I overvalued the Dallas Mavericks and what they they had that, like, you know, hot streak going with them in that Sun series. I Now, I'm sitting here today here in the in the Western Conference Finals, continuing to ask myself what, is, what happened with Phoenix? What was wrong with that team? Because all season long, they, they proved like that they were the best regular season team and in the postseason they just did not come out to play yesterday uh, the Dallas Mavericks lose on their home court this series is over is. I mean the, the Warriors are going to it the is. NBA finals again and you know what's amazing is that the Warriors have exposed Dallas as a one-dimensional team this round that's it one dimension. oh yeah oh yeah it's Luka and nobody else and that's and by the way um you know it didn't work well for Giannis in the last series, and it's obviously not working well for Dallas now because Golden State, look, this is what we've talked about before the series started. They're filled with vets. They're pros, pros. They know how to deal with teams series to series. And I, and I get what you're saying about undervaluing the Warriors, but they didn't exactly show you a ton in those first two rounds to get excited about. But it's a team that knows how to step up when they need to. How about that? Better way to put it. Yeah, with Andrew Wiggins, though, I did not see this coming. I really didn't. And you could you could cite all the you know points per game that he's had over the couple over the past couple years. The bottom line is he was never an impact player. And in this series, he's playing like an impact defender on Luka Doncic, and he's scoring at an impact player's level. So uh, Andrew Wiggins this year, while he didn't have it in Minnesota, he didn't have it even last year when the Warriors dealt with a lot of uh, injuries. 
But now, since he's like the fourth banana on their team, it's not Draymond, it's not Clay, it's not Steph. He could step up in that role, and since he can actually defend, it's not like Jordan Poole where he's ha- he has to go on the bench during a lot of stretches because uh, Dallas hunts him. So, uh, yeah, Andrew Wiggins proving to be valuable in this series. Speaking of bananas, Adrian's movie review will be coming up during the show as well today. Looking forward to that. Me too. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing what you're going to talk about. That's going to be fun. Um, I, I, I actually saw two movies over the weekend. Wow. Okay. Yes. Quick Steve movie review. Um, liked them both. Saw Sonic 2 yesterday with uh, with my son, who's been dying to see this for weeks. He's been trying to get me out to the theater with it because he hadn't seen it. Super happy. Tried to explain it to me. Um, I don't. I didn't really pay attention to Sonic One when he watched it at the house with me, so I think I got to go back and see that again. But hey, listen, for what it's worth, for you know the kids' movies that they are, and and how much kids are addicted to playing Sonic anyway right now on on any device, uh, very entertaining. What what banana? How many bananas for Sonic, and how many bananas for Doctor Strange? Listen, I can't give I can't give eight out of ten bananas for us for a movie like Sonic. I just can't. I mean, uh, you know. But it it's weird because if it was my son reviewing the movie, he'd give it ten out. He'd give it the golden wow, banana. Really? My son would have he loved it. He gave it the golden banana. Okay, okay, got you. So that's his movie now. I didn't fall asleep in the movie, which was a good sign. You know, I stayed awake the whole time. Um, I don't know. I'd probably give it eh, what it is, you know, six, seven bananas out nice. of ten. It's okay. fine, a solid movie. Doctor Strange was fun. Doctor Strange listen, I already told him I'm taking him. You know, he's he wasn't as excited. He wanted to see Sonic. That was the movie he wanted. So he got Sonic, and I went my solo on Saturday morning. Um, and and I told him, I said, listen, there are some things, you know, that I watched in the movie. Uh, I don't want to give too many spoilers, but it was like zombie effects and things like that that I was a little worried would kind of keep him up at night with nightmares. And I'm like, wait a minute. He watched Avengers Infinity uh, in, in, was it, um, what was the Infinity movie? Yeah, Infinity War or whatever. Infinity yeah. War, and then he followed up with Endgame. If he can see that, he will have no problem with this. Okay, good. Okay. so I like it. I mean, it's fun. I give it you know, probably 8 out of 10 for nice. me. It was a solid movie. Solid, solid Marvel movie. Okay. Yes. You got to watch it. are. It, you don't find a lot of duds with Marvel. You really don't. Yeah, they know how to make it. They definitely know how to make movies. And then they showed you all the movies coming up. You know, Friday you got the new Top Gun. That comes out this Friday. They've got uh, Minions 2 coming in the summer. Then they've also got the new Lightyear movie for all the uh, Toy Story fans out there. And then, you know, Thor Love and Thunder's coming out in July. There's a lot of movies coming out. It's going to be a good summer. Yeah, the Top Gun trailer really got me when they had Sean McVay, Rams head coach, voicing it over. And then mm. they even had Matt Stafford star in one of the teasers. So I'm in on this movie. Oh, that's disgusting. All right, but anyway, I mean, the movie's still coming out, and that's going to be fine. So I'm looking forward to that. Adrian, I don't go watch movies these days. I don't do it. This is my first two trips to the theater in God knows how many months. I just... I, you know, a lot of the times I, I'm just not a, not, I'm always watching them at the house. I'm not at the theaters these days. And now we have a, a bunch of summer mo- movies that are rolling out. I know. I know. Listen, I get it. I get it. I've forgotten how good movie popcorn is until this weekend. Good. Well, good and you stuff. know what the best part is? You don't even need butter anymore. You know, in the old days, I used to put butter on the pop. I don't, there's enough butter on the flavored popcorn. You don't need to, to try to add another heart attack to your popcorn. You don't have to do it. You could go cheese a little cheese if you're feeling adventurous. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you, you the cheese once kind of in guy? A, once in a blue moon. Okay, fair enough. I just like the fact that I had a beer at the movie yesterday. Oh, okay. had an IPA that was nice. Sat down with a with a nice cold beer. That's great. Yeah, I love when that when you get a chance to do that, especially on a Sunday. Good Couldn't stuff. Couldn't do for that the twenty years ago like you can now. That's for sure. So that's nice. 
Anyway, uh, watch some sports. Saw some golf. Saw some playoff hockey. Some playoff hoops. Baseball. Tried to catch as much as I could. That's the best way to put it. The whole Josh Donaldson thing against Tim Anderson, the racist comment. He said, hey, what's up, Jackie? Uh, in reference to Jackie Robinson, it got him a game suspension. Look, um, Tim Anderson said three or four years ago that, you know, he kind of sees himself like he compared himself to Jackie Robinson in, in, in an article in Sports Illustrated. So he put it out there. It's not like he's never said this before. However, Josh Donaldson and the White Sox have had uh, history for years, years. They don't like him. He doesn't like them. So when he makes a remark like that, you can't tell me he's trying to joke around because there is no joking whatsoever when it comes to that. That is Josh Donaldson looking to start up, and, uh, well, he's got himself a fight. He, took all, he was ready to take on the whole White Sox team. Yasmani Grandal, uh, Anderson, everybody else wanted a piece of him. Yeah, I, I didn't like this at all. I I didn't like um, you know th- this whole situation. The fact that this is so far removed from the comment, I get it. You have some some history with him, but this is not the way that you addressed any kind of smack talk. Uh, there's always a line when it comes to smack talk on the field. I've, I definitely believe that Donaldson crossed it here. Yeah, absolutely. Everybody everybody's pretty much said that, and they all said you know disrespectful, poor judgment in the context of their prior interactions. Um, and yeah, it was part of the benches clearing. So, you know, some don't think that, and, and by the way, let's be honest, a one game suspension, if that is not a slap in the wrist, a slap on the wrist, I don't know what is. That is a joke. And he's still appealing it. Of course. Cause he feels he did nothing wrong. Yeah, and he wants to clear the name. I understand. Yeah, but, but I, I don't. I still don't agree with this, and I, I don't agree you. with the the side at all. I'm with you on that one, and it's a mess, but it's baseball's mess. They got to deal with it. But again, uh, uh, what is what is that? What is a one game suspension? Seems like such a joke. It really does. Uh, we got a good show to it for you today. Angel Levis is going to join us coming up in our four o'clock hour. Gavin Hardison in our five o'clock hour, and then. We've got three guests that are going to be joining us via Zoom at 520. And this is a potpourri of guests, by the way. A potpourri when I talk about who they are. We've got Mike Richmond, the former UTEP miner, local pro boxer Abel Mendoza, and then um, Sal Montalongo, who is also involved in boxing, as well as the director of the nonprofit Lucid Love. So we're going to talk to all of them at 520 today. And then um, we'll have the NBA coming up at 6. So we've got a lot uh, lot in store for you today. It's going to be a fun show. Good stuff coming up today. I'm, imp- I'm impressed about that. All right. Anyway, um, and Adrian's movie review, we'll sprinkle that in. We've got just uh, we've got a lot to cover on the program today. Uh, Chihuahua's back in town tomorrow. Excited about that. Uh, Sugarland, Adrian. Sugarland's in town. The Space Cowboys. Oh yeah, first time, first time watching the Space Cowboys come into Southwest University Park, uh, and this is the time to go to the ballpark, right? I mean, kids are getting out of school very soon. Summer's right around the corner. College is already out on vacation. This is summer right here. We're we're, we're getting ready for it, and Chihuahuas baseball is here this week, which I'm hyped about. Hundred percent agree with you on that, one. I'm excited about that. You gonna get out to the ballpark this week? Finally, finally, I will. Are I you will sure make... you're gonna do it? <laughs> I I hope so. <laughs> yes, Me that's too. the plan. All right, good. Hey, I enjoyed the video of watching um, 
Brandon Cohn hoop it up uh, against the uh, Austin High students. It was a student faculty game at Austin he was playing. You know what? Brandon is now the all-around sports guy. Like, I see him sparring on on Facebook. I see him now in basketball games. Like, what's going on? He's He's doing doing everything. everything. Is he golf? Yeah, he golfs too. How's his golf game? He's pretty good. I'm not kidding. He can play. Since he's lost some some weight, he he can definitely play. He can hit a golf ball. Yep, that's right. All right. That's good to know. Good to know. Anyway, uh, Pinky in Santa Teresa is listening to us, says, I haven't been to a movie in years. Going to have to take uh, my own butter. No, they got butter for you there, Pinky. You can, you, can, you can do it. Don't worry. They got butter. I just didn't use it. I used to always go with the buttered popcorn. Drip the butter on there. My hands would get all greasy and needed like six napkins to absorb it all. I used to do that all the time. Not anymore. Popcorn's good without the butter. I got breaking news for you, folks. Movie popcorn's good. Doesn't need butter. Anyway, so we got a lot more in store for you. But before we do that, let me tell you a story about Keith and Dorothy, who listed their West Side home with Brian Birds and his team. You know, they put their aggressive marketing system in place, which I'm going to talk about in a moment, and that home sold quickly, quickly. Listen to this. It was listed for $265,000 and sold for $272,000. Man, oh, man, Keith and Dorothy were happy with their experience. Now, remember... To achieve top dollar for your home like Keith and Dorothy, you have to have that agent who can create an auction-like effect with buyers competing for your home and driving up the price. That's what they did. I said aggressive marketing with Brian. Let me tell you what they do, okay? They start the marketing process even before he meets his clients. So he's gathering buyers as we speak to buy your home right away. So only one agent to call right now. And that is the official real estate agent of UTEP, Paso Locomotive FC, and the Rhinos. The only agent I would call if I needed to sell my home. He's Brian Birds of the Brian Birds Home Selling Team, powered by EXP Realty. You can call him today, 751-1500, or Google Brian Birds and start packing. Hey, El Paso, have you heard? To sell your home, get Twenty-one past the hour as we continue here on Sports Talk. Every time I say the A team is coming, well, half the A team, <laughs> the good half, right? It's true. It seems like every time we half. do this segment, kidding, Andy. <laughs> Andy Enfield's always on. Uh, he's always on day off, right, Adrian? It's like like the last what three, four times. It's yeah. always been day off. We can only get one or the other. But I'm, I'll be honest with you, I'm happy with Ange <laughs> because she's always filled with great information. She's uh, she knows what's happening. Not to say Andy doesn't know what he's doing. He does. But uh, you know, I mean, anytime we get, we have Angelo leave us in here, we're better for that. So thank you for coming by, and thank you. Appreciate you joining us since uh, the big one starts tomorrow. Another big homestand, but this is not just any homestand. There's a lot going on during There's this a homestand. Ton going on this homestand. You know, we just don't like to ever take a break. We want to make sure you. our fans are just loaded with promos and fun and. So everything we do, we do with our fan in mind. And this is just another homestand that proves how much we have going on for our fan. I wish. (laughs) I wish. 
last night was a home game for the Chihuahuas because last night was like the coolest night weather-wise. Right. It was a great breeze. <laughs> We're all going, where's this been? Like it, And then you look at the weather forecast, 90, 95, 100. So yesterday it was like an, an anomaly. It's, it's gone, and it's not coming back for a while, which is why we enjoyed it so much. I can honestly tell you I did not go outside yesterday. I have been on the couch for the last three days. It was my one three-day weekend and actually full back-to-back weekend since March and I won't have another one until mid-October so so what do you do when you're so when you're on the couch for three days um do you watch shows do you watch movies do you watch what do you do (laughs) I do I watched a lot of of regional softball because NCAA regionals are this week or were this weekend and super regionals are next weekend okay um so did watch a lot of collegiate softball I watched movies um I've read the series Dune I had yet to see the movie so I did you watch the original Dune from like the mid 80s I didn't I want to though so you saw the the remake I I saw the remake because it's going to be a three-part series the book is a three-part series um so I'm curious to see what that second book it was actually pretty good it followed the book the way I thought it would um and then watch tv shows love HGTV so watched a little bit of home improvement I'm buying a house right now so congratulations yeah trying to get some ideas it's good to see you and Adrian both picked the greatest time ever to buy a house (laughs) congratulations to both of you high five you know this is the real a team I'll be honest with you because that's right Adrian just uh just got his house he closed on it what over the weekend right on Friday that's right Friday yeah congratulations I close on June 2nd good for you it's right around the corner it is is. It's crazy. Twins. <laughs> that's nice. Maybe yep. you, maybe you and Adrian will be living close to each other. You can come and have housewarming <laughs> exactly. parties, and that'll be yeah. That's what it's all about. That's all I've been asked. When's the housewarming party? <laughs> there I'll you swap go. you the Addy so you can see where I'm living. Right. <laughs> okay, that's good. Are you near the ballpark? Did you move anywhere near that? I didn't. I actually moved into the neighborhood I've grown up in, in since I was born. Actually, I live a, down um, up the block from my mom, around the block from my dad and around the block from my sister. That's perfect. So we're all in the exact same neighborhood. We've all lived there our entire lives. It's it's kind of weird. So <laughs> that's weird. Now is this is this home that you're buying uh, a home you've ever lived in before or Never. but it's in the same area, same exact vicinity. same neighborhood. So you it, can walk to all of your family. Yes. In fact, they've all told me, that's on our walking route. Get the coffee ready. So. Oh, my God. That's good. Good for you. <laughs> yeah, so I'm excited. That's that's excellent. Well, congratulations there. Uh, Astros affiliate comes to town. First time these Space Cowboys will that's be right. invading uh, Southwest University Park. Sugarland Space Cowboys. They used to be the Skeeters. They rebranded over the break, and now they're the Space Cowboys. Makes sense. Houston area. Probably and, better, and right? Yeah. I mean, it, it's in line with minor league baseball names, and that's... Yes. And their their mascot is pretty, or well, their logo is pretty cool. So yeah, first time uh, they'll be here in El Paso. It's usually a pretty big crowd. People in El Paso love the Houston Astros, um, and so we're expecting we're expecting a full full capacity. I'm not surprised. I think it'll be a great crowd for you. And there's a lot going on. Let's, there's a lot going on. <laughs> let's start first um, about so tomorrow night's the first home game, correct? And that's a 6 o'clock game. 6 o'clock because we have a day game on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And so because of the way the PDL works, if we have a day game that starts before noon, the the day after we have to we can't not start later than 6 o'clock for curfew reasons. Got it. So 6 o'clock and then the Correct. next and then uh, lunch at the ballpark on Wednesday. Lunch at the ballpark. Day baseball has become a thing in El Paso. I love it. It's, it has. It's taken us 10 years, 9 years, but now it's the place to be. Day baseball people... You know, take their 
employees to work. My dad took the Sun Bowl office last time to come and see uh, Clevenger pitch, actually. There you go. Um, who just got on the IL again. Triceps, um, yep. that's right. Uh, but, yeah, day baseball is a thing to do. We'll have It's also baseball and education, so we're going to have a lot of school kids out there. But we're, we're actually going to be at full capacity for a day game, which is pretty awesome. Could we ever expect more, more day baseball in years to come? I know it's difficult, but because of group sales and and things like that, do you think we could? Because think about this. I would think that in the summer months, like an 11 o'clock game, there might be people coming by in the summer because kids are off from school. Their families are like looking for something to do. Could so be. maybe they uh, maybe they hang out at the ballpark for an afternoon. That might be a great idea that we can pitch for next year. I'm sure you've already <laughs> pitched it. I'm sure you've already pitched it. You've pitched everything. Every time I have an idea for Anne, she's always like, that's great. She humors me. <laughs> Very nice. I've already done that. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> we tried oh, yes. an we tried August and September um, day games last year, uh, and they go over well. By that time, school was already in session by the time we thought we could do it. Uh, so we're just looking at different opportunities and options, especially because they are becoming more popular. Excellent. So uh, that's Wednesday, folks, and that's going to be the final midweek game of the that's season. Right. So very important to make it out to the ballpark this is the last one on Wednesday. Because after that, it's, it's, it's over. Yeah, after that, we won't have a day game until September, and that'll be on Sundays only. So mm, Okay, that makes sense. Uh, Friday's going to be big. Uh, very, very big. It's Friday's your, huge. Let's talk about it. Uh, let's first talk about the Whataburger donation drive for the Child Crisis Center. That's going to be on Friday. That's and correct. Very cool because when you partner with Whataburger... That usually means fans get coupons if they bring something. That's right. So this is, we are doing five partner nights for donation drives for the Child Crisis Center. So if you bring something like bed sheets, uh, mattress covers, towels, non-perishable items that they're really seeking right now, and, and they need this more than ever. Uh, so we're partnering with Whataburger for five nights. We had the first one, Last Homestand. This is going to be the second one. We're going to have one a month. Uh, so the next one will, will be coming in June. But this Friday, if you bring a non-perishable item or make a monetary donation, you will get a free Whataburger coupon while supplies last. Excellent. So come by early, bring the uh, bring the non-perishable, and get yourself a little Whataburger treat in return. We, we love to tout ourselves as more than baseball. We're community-driven, and this is one of the things that we wanted to make sure we do with the Trial Crisis Center. We do... Um, we do a pause for presents during the holiday, but we wanted to do something outside of the holiday with things that they need other than the toys uh, for the children. And one of the things they need are perishable, non-perishable items. Can you so. give us, you said examples or, or like blankets? Blankets, uh, towels, sheets, mattress covers, uh, clothing, stuff that is non-perishable that they can go home with that we they can use mm-hmm. daily. Um, and that's the stuff that they're kind of looking for. And just br- you know, bring it in like a plastic Absolutely. bag and then... Uh, you know, bring we'll, it over, and they'll be uh, you'll have a place we'll have to have bins to leave. at every gate. So as soon as you walk in, you can just drop it in the bin, or you can find uh, one of our representatives or Whataburger representatives and find them. Make your monetary donation. Get yourself a coupon. Excellent, excellent, excellent. All right, Angela Olivas is with us right now from uh, the El Paso uh, Chihuahuas and Locomotive FC. Yeah, she, she wears she wears two hats. <laughs> she really does. Uh, when's the next Locos game? Uh, June 4th, actually. So June 4th, we only have two in June. Um, Mm -hmm. Not sure if people are aware of this, but uh, we'll be playing Hartford. We have won five straight at home. Uh, since losing to Las Vegas 5-4. That's right. Um, And so we have actually, they've just come out and just... They're streaking. Exactly. The approach has been awesome. We uh, finished in a draw on Saturday at... uh, 
Orange County, and that was a huge that was huge for us to do that on the road um, with Lucho and Diego Luna scoring, and, right. and so we're we're excited. When we come back, let's talk about the other big thing that's happening on Friday. All right, it's huge. We'll do that. We, it is huge. We'll we'll explain uh, in a moment, and and also tell you about what's going to be happening this weekend. Is some really really cool things at the ballpark, folks. Angela Olivas here with us in our Lubingo studios. More in a moment, but first, Adrian and Sports Center is next. Thank you very much, Adrian, as we continue right now with Angela Olivas. Hey, we found out during the break, you guys are going to be neighbors. <laughs> yes. Yes. Like same street? No, no, not that close. But close enough where you yeah. can walk. So we're walking. like you Walking can, distance. Okay, great. So we're also on the walking map. Yeah, you'll, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll compare notes. Good stuff. Uh, we'll compare notes after the, <laughs> uh, after the interview. That'll great be location. <laughs> it is. Amen. It is. <laughs> All right. Um, here we go. So Friday night, first premium giveaway and if you love chihuahua's jerseys this is the night for you this is the night so we have not given this one out yet it is the chihuahua's howling dog jersey first 1500 in attendance with paid admission will receive one while supplies last limit one per person um it's the black one with the sarape design on the on the um sleeve Mm -hmm. and then the howling dog on the chest um it's a cool jersey i mean this is this is one of the cool ones so if you want this jersey and don't want have to go to the team shop to pay for it i suggest you get there as early as possible and there'll that's be presented lines. by fred lawyer there will be lines thank you fred mm-hmm. lawyer for that and um we're probably talking about 1500 of these 1500 and there's uh extra large and medium. medium those are the only two sizes so people are always asking why those two sizes those are the most popular sizes so we are very analytics driven and when we look at what sells in our team shop those are the two sizes that sell the most and are e- even across the board so you have your choice of a medium or extra large know what you want when you get to the gate we don't allow try-ons and and looking at it's like grab your jersey and go will there be a number on the back or will these be blanks uh the number 22 is on the black for 2022 it's on the back all right very nice uh so after that and i guarantee you there will be a line friday and uh, let's take a quick look at the temperature forecast for Friday. <laughs> let's see here. Get there early and hydrate. Hydrate. Let's see Friday. Oh, um, around the time that you start lining up at the ballpark, it will be 102 <laughs> degrees in El Paso. So uh, bring some sunscreen, uh, bring uh, some water or something like that that you can drink. And uh, you're right, stay hydrated because it will be a hot one when you line up. As a reminder, you can bring one unopened bottle of water to the ballpark um, and bring it in. And then because of El Paso water, we have the the filter stations that you can actually refill your water bottles. So you are allowed one plastic unopened water bottle into the ballpark. That's cool. And then the fact you can refill, it's even better. So you, as long as you, you know, and and we, you don't even discriminate on sizes. So if you want to bring in a liter of unopened water and just, as long as it's not open, that's right. You could do that. Correct. Good for you. All right. That's it. What's the biggest water bottle you've ever seen a fan bring that sealed uh, during a game? I have not actually witnessed it just because I'm not at the gates. I, that would be a great question for security or ticket takers, but Adrian, do you think anybody's ever brought like a two liter bottle of water? Well, that's (laughs) what I'm thinking is like a huge, huge like gallon or something like that. Yeah, I don't know. That's that'd be wild if they did. I mean, I can see one liter uh, bottles pretty easily. That's not that bad. Probably, yeah. So, all right. Yeah. Good good for you. Good luck, everybody. So that's uh, this Friday. uh, What time? And you can start lining up whenever, right? Absolutely. You can, we put, we start, I mean, because it's, we have a 
Thrifty Thursday presented mm-hmm. by Speaking Rock Entertainment the day before. Those that, nice that stuff will all be out there already. So you're more than welcome to come and sit in early. Just make sure you come hydrated and make sure you bring a couple of extra bottles of water while you're sitting there. Durango or Santa Fe? Which exit? Which entrance do you uh, for the for the giveaway items? What do you uh, recommend? I recommend Durango. Okay. But it's both sides, correct? It's both sides and Franklin. And for, oh, there's three areas. Correct. Okay. Franklin, Durango, Santa Fe. Correct. Got it. All right. You give a little clue out there for people listening, <laughs> too. So hopefully you paid attention. Saturday, Sunday, hey, uh, fireworks. If you, By the way, I got to tell you, uh, I've seen the first, I think one of the first early fireworks shows this season. There is nothing better. Uh, <laughs> cool. I tell this to you every time I see you, but... Um, I loved fireworks shows in the Diablo days back at Cohen, Dudley Field. They were always a lot of fun. Uh, all the specialty ones you'll see uh, in different places for 4th of July, downtown. It's great. What you guys do, and in, in how long? Is it 10 minutes time? It's a five-minute show. Five minutes. It's it seems amazing. forever. It yes. seems forever. It's a five-minute show. But I tell you what, Rod and his team from uh, Quick Effects are so good and talented. We give them the music about a month away. And then they have a program that they enter the music and then they kind of build it in their head and they build it out into the software program. And then they send it to us and say, hey, how, what, how do you want to tweak it? So it's already choreographed to music. Nice. And they do, like, they choreograph it based off of the time, the effects. So there's the fireballs. There's this last time he used little... Tw- uh, they're called Tinker Bells, and they look like little Tinker Bells coming over the stadium. That's and cool. It was. It's just really cool the way he does it, and so we we actually get to preview it prior to on a software program. But um, when you see it come to life and it's not animated, it is just so cool because they are choreographed, and I th- I don't think people realize that if you've never so seen a fireworks dis- display at the ballpark, every single one of them is choreographed to music. So will the Saturday one be different than the Sunday one? Yes. The Saturday one is actually going to be themed to ABBA music. Okay, there you go. That's <laughs> and then cool. uh, Monday will be in Memorial uh, Memorial Day Remembrance, so for that'll sun- be that's, more... That's for Sunday or Monday? For Sunday. Because okay, we Sunday, don't play Monday, it. so right. the last day of the homestand is on Sunday. Um, Sunday we'll have more patriotic for those uh, who lost their lives and served and protected us. Mm-hmm. Thank you for your service and, and Really, for the ultimate sacrifice when you think about it and what uh, Memorial Day is all about. Exactly. So, uh, that's going to be huge. Wow, what a weekend. <laughs> and uh, just out of curiosity, uh, I would assume tickets are, are going quickly uh, for all of these games, especially the Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Absolutely. EPChihuahuas.com. We encourage you to purchase them now. Purchase early. The earlier you get them, the better you're going to be, better off you're going to be. Um, I can't stress that enough. Uh, same with Locomotive. If you. You know, we now announce, and I don't think people know this, but every locomotive Saturday home match now has fireworks exactly like Chihuahuas. Um, looking at analytics, it just showed us that, hey, we need to start doing that. So we've actually added fireworks for every home locomotive match on a Saturday. Um, so Excellent. get those in advance, too. The earlier you purchase, the better off you're going to be. Good. And when does the does locomotive season end in October? October 8th is the last regular season match. Okay. And then the playoffs come. And if there's a playoff uh, home match, then you could potentially be fireworks there too that's, that's exactly correct excellent yep all right great to see you as always <laughs> Good to see you and uh, looking forward to a great great homestand uh, starting tomorrow absolutely she's angelo Levis, new homeowner joining us here on sports talk we'll come back with more in a moment stay with us 600 espn el paso
so how much better can this hour get? We just found out that Angela and Adrian are neighbors. That's great news. Congratulations to the two of you. You're both uh, owning homes like within uh, walking distance to each other. And if it's not that much better, now we've got a movie review to talk about. Yeah, this is like the the new the better news just keeps coming in. Steve. Yes, yes. And uh, movie review today, we're gonna jump over not to the second one of the Evil Dead series. We're jumping to number three, Army of Darkness. Stream it on HBO. You can watch. It, it came out in 1992. I wanted to mix it up away from horror, although some people could classify this as horror. I would say it's more action, also comedy. Um, I thought it was a hilarious movie. Another Bruce Campbell movie where he is Ash, who is transported to medieval times. You know those uh, times when you might have a beer with cu- a couple of your friends and you might be debating. Well, if I was sent back into medieval times, yeah, sure, I could definitely dominate and I could I could kill every out there if I had to. Well, this is that actual story because uh, Lord Arthur's men, they take Ash's gun and his chainsaw right away as soon as he gets there and, tra- and transports back in time. Uh, he's thrown in this pit right away and he has to fight off this deadite and he fights off this deadite uh, and pretty much after that, uh, they start to trust him. The wise man tells him that uh, he has to find a book in order to get back to the place where he, you know, back to his, his normal time period. Uh, but he has to go through this forest and then he has to utter this phrase in order to get free. Well, so he goes through this haunted forest. I'm talking about Ash, uh, only to be, you know, fighting. You know, he's he's fighting people left and right. He's even fighting himself at one point. And one of the th- great scenes of all time. Yeah, yes. b- yeah, I, I love it. And then um, Steve, he ends up going and grabbing the wrong book. The wrong, there was three books, and he grabs the wrong book because he forgets the phrase, and he kind of like stumbles off this phrase. Um, so he, he grabs up the wrong book. Then deadites go everywhere. They're uniting themselves, and they call themselves the Army of Darkness. So it's Ash who's leading this outnumbered group of medieval people versus this entire army of darkness. Uh, he ends up, you know, fast forward, he saves the girl, he saves uh, the entire place, and he gets back into his uh, normal time. So then he goes back home. So now we're, we're near the end of the film. Back home at S-Mart, Ash, he's now bragging about everything. And then a Deadeye comes out in, in normal time, so present day at this point, and then... Ash kills the person or the deadite and the best quote of the whole movie he just he kills him and he says hail to the king baby I loved it <laughs> I love that line um the, okay so some interesting facts Steve the there was an alternate ending that never happened apparently the wise men actually gave Ash uh the uh potion but instead Ash got distracted at the end and then drank too much potion and instead he was transported back to an uh, apocaly- apocalyptic kind of world so future world yes, that's right so Universal Studios did not like this ending they said this could not happened this was too uh, dark and grim so they said no no no. let's go the other version so that's one thing i got another thing um a sequel was planned how about this in 2015 with bruce campbell coming back as an older person it was going to be a sequel from army of darkness and evil dead however Universal Studios and Stars, which w- was the place where it was going to be streamed on, could never reach an agreement, and everything ended up dying in 2015. Ah, too bad. There was a comic adaptation of this after the movie came out. A bunch of different comics came out for Army of Darkness. And finally, in 2012, there was an app game on your iPhone 
Army of Darkness with Bruce Campbell as a voiceover in this uh, app that you could actually download. Kind of like a video game version of this. Um, I give this 8 out of 10 bananas. I thought, yes, it was corny. Yes, the this, the uh, special effects were a little outdated, but it was way too funny. It was like a comedy uh, action film. 8 out of 10 bananas for me. What would you give the original Evil Dead? I gave it, uh, I think I also gave it 8 out of 10 bananas. All right, so solid. So uh, the Sam Raimi-Bruce Campbell combination uh, working for you. Sam Raimi is, uh, by the way, one of the greats also of uh, movies. You know what, Steve? I really like this series. I, uh, Evil Dead 2 is coming out as far as my re- movie review this week, but I really like this series. Good to hear. Uh, by the way, Sam Raimi is the one that directed the new Doctor Strange. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. So he's he's a, he's been around. Yep, and he's got Bruce Campbell in it. Go figure. Oh, my goodness. His Making favorite. an appearance. They, 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 they're pretty much together for everything. So Happy you like that movie. I saw that movie in college, and I thought it was one of the funniest movies I'd ever watched at the time. I loved it. Absolutely loved it's it. It's also on Hulu. In case you have Hulu, you could watch it there. I, I recommend this for anybody not necessarily wanting a horror film, but wanting like an action comedy film with a little bit of sus- you know suspense and a little horror. Yeah, and, and, and a little fun is the best way yeah. to put it. All right. Adventure. I, I agree with you. All right, good job. Way to go on that one. Get us started here in our first hour. Hey, we've got Gavin Hardison coming up in about uh, six, seven minutes from now. And, boy, it's going to be a lot of fun because Gavin spent last week in Dallas with Dana Dimmel um, for the Live Like Luke Coffee event that Babe Loffenberg threw. And um, can you imagine being there and you had Jason Garrett next to you, Roger Staubach, and also Troy Aikman, what that must have been like for him? Yes, and he gets to pick everybody's brain. Everybody there knows his name by on a first-name basis. They know Gavin Hardison. And you're talking about Roger Staubach, Troy Aikman, invested in UTEP football. So they're going to be keeping tabs on Gavin Hardison throughout this whole season. That's true. And we interviewed uh, Troy, and he talked about how UTEP, thanks to uh, Babe, is kind of like now his second uh, or third team besides, I guess, what, UCLA where he played and then SMU where his daughter's going. That, that's pretty good news. Yeah, all these Cowboy legends or, or guys who are uh, coming out and supporting the Live Like Luke uh, Foundation and, and all the efforts, they're becoming UTEP football fans. A hundred percent. So we'll do that uh, to begin our 5 o'clock hour with Gavin Hardison. He'll join us live on the phone lines as Sports Talk continues, 600 ESPN El Paso. Sports Talk, welcome back, everybody. Along with Adrian Broaditz, I'm Steve Kaplowitz. We go to the phones right now, and as promised, UTEP football starting quarterback Gavin Hardison joins us to kick off our second and final hour as we get you ready for uh, the Celtics and Heat about an hour from now. Six o'clock, that'll get underway with the pregame show on ESPN Radio. Gavin, welcome back to the show. How are you? I'm good, and you? I appreciate you having me. Hey, appreciate you being here. Last time I saw you, you were at the uh, UTEP fundraiser event uh, with none other than, um, well, not just every uh, UTEP fan and booster, but John Durenboss. You were also on the stage for that performance. And and by the way, congratulations. That looked uh, pretty wild when you were there uh, with with, uh, John, and uh, I am convinced that uh, his magic is about as good as it gets. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, I saw it firsthand, and it was pretty unbelievable, to be honest. Uh, people want to know if you uh, had rehearsed that with him prior to. There is no rehearsing uh, at all, right? No, no, not at all. No, no, nothing planned, nothing. I know, I'm the same way. Um, I was in the, one of his other tricks. I caught a, a little mini football. I think I, I, I picked a number, and sure enough, that number was like later, you know, he he, like, I don't know how he did it, but... 
he ate it. He was like, he had the card in his mouth, and there it was. I was like, well, oh, how? yeah, yeah. I, mm-hmm. I still I still can't figure that one out either. But, hey, uh, John was a lot of fun at the Orange Fever Fiesta. And then a couple of weeks later, you go with your head football coach to Dallas for the big event uh, that Babe Loffenberg uh, put together called Live Like Luke's Coffee uh, that was with a ton of Dallas celebrities. Now, uh, let's talk about that first and, and really, you know, when you found out you were going to be going to Dallas to attend that event. Uh, I had just uh, talked to Luke, or I had talked to uh, Babe about going to the Luke uh, fundraiser, and because um, I, I just wanted to be there and to show my support, and um, and so I just had ended up making the trip and met Coach Dimmel and and Babe up there and and attended the event. Well, that's great because I saw the pictures um, and had a chance to see what that was like. Uh, you know, first off. I'm sure you're, you know, you're a sports fan. You follow this stuff pretty closely, and then you go to a room, and there they are. I mean, you see people like Roger Staubach, Troy Aikman, Jason Garrett was there. Um, I believe Jason Witten was in attendance. Darren Woodson. I mean, not just the Cowboys, to name a, a few. I mean, what is it like for somebody like yourself and to be around all those, uh, you know, all those Dallas uh, football legends? I mean, it's it's a really cool experience for me. Um, and it's just, it was a blessing to be around those types of people and, uh, to be able to conversate with those types of people and just kind of hear some of their stories. And, um, I mean, cause th- th- those, those types of people already made it and they've, um, made a huge name for themselves, obviously. And so you want to try to see what they have to, um, have to offer and what advice they can give. But at the same time, you know, it's, uh, it was really, really just there for Luke and, what Luke stood for and um, everything about what he means to our program. When we're talking about uh, people like your family, Gavin, like your mom and dad, do they, do they get a little uh, starstruck for you and get a little excited for you that they, you were meeting the likes of Roger Staubach and also Troy Aikman? What what were what would your parents have to say about you making this trip? Oh uh, yeah, I mean, they, they were excited for me to be there, and uh, they were. Um, supporting me and and getting there and so you know i I have a really good support system um and so they were uh they were pretty excited for me to be around those types of people yeah i can imagine and by the way uh something else that's really cool they all probably knew you anyway right i mean that's another thing you're you know you're talking to people that are pretty much household names and and yet they're all probably calling you gavin i mean that's that's got to be a pretty uh a pretty humbling experience in itself yeah, most definitely. Uh, most definitely. Uh, you know, they they follow uh, UTEP athletics and uh, UTEP football, and so they uh, they knew who I was. But I mean, it was, it was cool to uh, be able to talk to them in person. Now, did you get a chance to try to pick Troy Aikman's brain a little bit, or or Roger Staubach, and and talk a little uh, talk a little shop with them? Because I don't know what the format's like, but with those guys being so close to you and 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 right there, I figured maybe you could uh, pull them aside, and uh, you know they, they'd offer you what uh, offer you some pointers. Uh, yeah, I mean we've had uh, conversations about um, a few things and uh, pick their brain up about a few things, but you know it's not 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 a, a big in depth conversation, but. You know, anything, uh, any bit of advice from those guys, it, it can help. Gavin Hardison. Just a little yep. that we talked helped. Uh, 
I got you. I got you. Gavin Hardison with us here on Sports Talk as we continue uh, with with that, uh, that that Live Like Luke Coffee event. By the way, um, I heard uh, head coach Dana Dimmel talk uh, on the podium, and that was very, very cool. Uh, the event itself just looked awesome. I, I told Babe we want to broadcast the show from there next year because we think it'd be a great, you know, special broadcast for for 600 ESPN. Because the truth is, all the money raised goes to you guys, to UTEP. And I know one of the things that Babe has been so passionate about was starting that fuel station that uh, serves the smoothies after all your practices. And uh, and I think that was launched uh, really for the first time last year. Uh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. It was, and you know, it's uh, it's been built and it's been used, and uh, I mean, it's a really, it's a blessing for our program to um, have that, and um, for for Babe to want to do those types of things for our program. Absolutely right, and that's uh, one of the things that that's happening. All right, so here we are. It's now the end of May. Um, you know, school's wrapping up. So tell me what your summer's going to be like. Let me hear what you've got planned. Um, I mean, we're, I'm going to be in El Paso, um, all summer training with my teammates. We're all going to be there, and, uh, getting into summer workouts and, uh, watching film and, um, practicing together. I mean, we're, we're going to be in El Paso just getting to work and, and grinding this summer. And I know that's important for you and, and for your, uh, you know, your teammates to get that rapport. And because you had such a great chemistry, really with uh, Jacob Cowing and Justin Garrett the last couple of years. This is going to give you the opportunity to really open up the game, the passing game, and there's so many guys that, that are able to um, you know now benefit, I think, from that deep receiving core. Everybody I talk to at UTEP, Gavin, tells me that there are a ton of options that, that you're going to have really this upcoming season. Oh, yeah, most definitely. We have a lot of, a lot of depth in our receiving room, and that's, that's, a, that's a big thing to have and going into the season i mean depth having depth at any position going into a season is a big thing uh, i mean the football season's long and so um to have that depth is, is big for our, uh, our football team and so i'm really excited to have all those guys that we have and um it's going to be an exciting year for sure Gavin, uh, also, you know, speaking on the lines of what you're doing this summer, I saw on uh, social media that you'll be heading back to Hobbs actually this weekend to host a quarterbacks and receivers camp. Uh, we have some listeners who are not here in, in El Paso, but who also listen to us here in, in our neighbor state in, in New Mexico. Can you tell us a little bit about this camp and what, what can, uh, people can expect for this one? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a uh, passing uh, camp in Hobbs. Uh, it's May 28th, uh, it's for we, uh, it's kids 8th through 12th grade. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's going to be from 9, 9.30 to 4. Um, and it's going to be fun. It's going to be exciting. I'm excited to have, um, uh, kids there and to, you know, give my knowledge back to, uh, where I kind of grew up and to the kids around my area. And so I'm, I'm excited. Be fun. Well, they already know you because uh, you've had a chance now to uh, make it to UTEP and play on national TV in that bowl game last year, plus some other big competitions. So you tell me, do we have future Gavin Hardisons in Hobbs? Are there youngsters that have a chance to play college ball and perhaps could be the next uh, the next number two? I'm, I'm, I'm sure there is. We'll see this weekend. We'll find out this weekend. All right, that's a fair that's a that's a fair scouting report. By the way, 
How many high schools in Hobbs? One. All right, so there's one high school. So this means, Gavin, yes, if there's one high school, will there be uh, quarterbacks from the surrounding areas coming in for this camp, or are we talking about every single uh, eight to twelve year, uh, eight to twelfth grader in in the city of Hobbs that are all going to be coming to the camp? How does it work? Uh, no, sir. I've I opened it up to uh, really anyone that wanted to go, and so it's man, it, it's there's some Hobbs kids, but there's also uh, kids from uh, Eunice, uh, Lovington, and uh, Seminole. Okay, that's good to hear. Uh, by the way, a scouting report on Hobbs football for 2022. How are they going to look? I'm I'm not sure. I'm not sure yet. I'm sure they're going to be good. They have a a good thing going over there. Um, you have a a lot of support over there in the uh, Hobbs football program, and so I'm sure they're going to be good. Have they retired your jersey yet? Uh, no, sir. What are they waiting for, uh, Gavin? What, what's what's the what, what? Why have we done this already? I mean, you, you didn't you throw for like fifty touchdowns your senior year in high school? Yeah, yeah, yes, sir. I did, but you know, I uh, I wouldn't say that I, I've done a worthy enough job to get my number retired. There's still a lot of work to be done. Fair, I, I, you know, Gavin, you have handled that like a pro. I would have disagreed with you completely. I would have said, let's go, Hobbs, get it done already. I mean, the clock is ticking here for Gavin and, and his number retire, but I'm happy you said that. Were you number 12, by the way, uh, at Hobbs? Uh, no, sir, I was number 10. Okay, that's interesting. Yes, sir. So you wore 10 in high school. You started at 12 in UTEP, and now because uh, of Luke, you're going to number two. So I like that because that tells me that you're not – necessarily attached to any number in particular yeah no sir no sir that's good adrian well, I, two is, yeah. a, is a huge blessing for me i agree it, with it, you it really is yeah. so the the camp is a hundred dollars for any campers out there gavin and on the flyer i see that it proceeds will benefit local nonprofits. could you tell us a little bit about that and and you know other things that the camp uh, you know anybody who goes out to this camp can expect uh, yeah, so we're going to do, uh, so I'm trying to um, donate all the money to um, either Hobbs Quarterback Club or uh, the Boys and Girls Club, and uh, just, I'm, tr- I'm trying to get all the, donate all the money. I don't want to uh, collect any of the money because I'm not really doing it for that. I'm doing it to try to help the kids in my area, um, and so uh, for the camp, we're going to um, do a lot of position position drill work. Uh, there'll be some uh, classroom work, go over coverages and stuff like that. And so, you know, I'm trying to trying to cover all all aspects of the game that come with being a quarterback and uh, a receiver, and in, uh, in that one day. That's awesome. Love that. I uh, love what you're doing, especially giving all that money and helping out Boys and Girls Club plus the uh, Hobbs Quarterback Club. Um, have you uh, put together any NIL deals for yourself yet? Anything uh, locally? Uh, no, sir, not yet. Uh, there's a few things that are here uh, I'm trying to work on, and uh, we'll see about that. But I'm trying to make sure I get that kind of stuff handled before football season starts because once season starts and uh, once we get going, I'm going to be all focused on that. Great answer. All right, listen, terrific stuff, Gavin. It's good to catch up with you again. Uh, I'm, I'm happy you enjoyed uh, going to Dallas last week. Sounds like you got a lot going on this week with the football camp. Keep it up, and uh, we'll look forward to having you back on the show here uh, very soon, especially now that we know you're staying in El Paso. That's great news. Yes, sir, for sure, anytime.
All right, he's Gavin Hardison, joins us live on Sports Talk. Quarter past, we'll continue with plenty more, including a special trio of guests you'll meet via Zoom right after Charlie won in this traffic update. Back here on Sports Talk as we continue 21 past the hour. Oh, it's going to be fun. Adrian, I've got a trio of guests uh, via Zoom right now, and it's always fun when we do a Zoom interview because I get to see my guests while we talk to them. But today is going to be even more fun because I don't even know if this, if, how the Wi-Fi signal is. One of my guests is, you know, he's using his girlfriend's phone, so it's not even his name being mentioned. It's, this is going to be a good time. I'm excited about this. Yeah, it's a hodgepodge roundtable, yes. and I'm very excited for it, Steve. And we've got a former minor legend as one of our guests, so let's get right to it. With us right now, as we continue here on Sports Talk, former UTEP minor great Mike Richmond. We've got local pro boxer who's undefeated in Abel Mendoza, not to mention a man that wears so many hats, it's impossible to say which one is which, but he is the uh, director of the nonprofit Lucid Love, Sal Montalongo. Uh, Gentlemen, welcome aboard. Mike, Abel, Sal, good to have you here. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having us, Steve. Glad uh, to be here, Steve. Passing. I'll tell you what, guys. Uh, there's so much going on in this interview. I don't even know where to begin. Mike, let's start with you, all right? Last I spoke to you, Mike, you were living in Philly. You were coaching the Washington Generals. You were scouting talent for the Globetrotters and living the life. Now, here you are. You're in Portugal. It's almost 1 in the morning. Um, what has gone on, Mike? Tell me about everything that's happened. Catch me up in the last couple of years. <laughs> Well, you know, due due to COVID, they um, shut it down for a while, and they had to let people go because of the situation of saving money. Mm-hmm. And by that time, I was making arrangements of, I wish what's my next move. Well, well, waiting on my next move, um, we got a call that my mother-in-law, she the last one out of um, my mom and dad and my wife and her mom, her dad. So mom is the last one is my mother-in-law. And we decided to move back to Portugal to support her. That's so th- awesome. That's why, I'm, that's why I'm living in Portugal. But meanwhile, before I came to Portugal, before I left the Globetrotter, I was already doing boxes with fighters from Portugal. And one thing led to the next. I bring him over to the States. He won his first two um, fights over there. He done won two over here. He's 4-0. You start talking, and now I got more fighters that want to come under that uh, umbrella to to fight in the states. And then I meet I meet Sal and and El Paso, and trying to get things done there. It's like the more you keep doing, the more people you meet. And I knew once I start mentioning things that it was going to get out. But right now I'm involved. I'm still involved with basketball, but I'm more involved with boxing right now because a lot of these guys in Portugal they can fight but they're not getting seen. Same thing with an avid. They're not getting seen. Now, did you ever play or coach in Portugal basketball prior to coming and moving there? Well, I played 13 years in Europe. So Portugal was my second year. Okay. My first year was Sweden. When I got drafted by Dallas Mavericks out of UTEP in 87, I wound up going to the CBA when they released me, played three years in the CBA, and then I wind up getting an agent and he sent me to Europe. So when I met, when I came my second year in Portugal, that's when I met my wife. 
and we've been together since over 30 years. We got two kids and uh, I'm just really retirement and just joy myself because the, the life over here is much easier, you know, than the States to me. Well, first off, congratulations on everything. That's phenomenal. Um, love the story about uh, you know meeting your wife in your second year playing in Portugal, and now here you are, two kids, and uh, getting a chance to go back there. That's that's great. Your connection to those great '80s UTEP teams that so many of our listeners know and love because those teams were loaded. You guys had NBA players. You had guys where they're hanging jerseys off the rafters left and right. I mean, that was you were right in the middle of probably the best time of UTEP basketball since those 60s because from about 82 or 83, Mike, all the way to 92, all the miners were doing were hanging banners every year from the Don for winning WAC championships and going to the tournament. Man. Golden years. They were. Awesome time in the 80s. I couldn't select a better team, a better school to go to. UTEP embraced us so well. The fans are great. You know, it had a lot to do with the 66. Don't forget but we came in there with the the with the with the players that they had before I got there, and the chemistry that was going on. All they need is bits and pieces. That's all Coach need. He just needed one or two players to come in and do their part, and we just kept going. And it was fun because the crowd was so awesome. They kept you fired up from the time you started the game to the time you end the game. And don't even talk about leaving town and coming back home because you can imagine. Going out of town and coming back home, the airport got three, 4,000 people at the airport waiting for us to get back. But we did have an awesome team. You know, I just think it was the chemistry of the players. You're talking about Juden Smith, Wayne Campbell. Oh, I haven't heard that name in a while. Um, <laughs> Jeep Jackson. Jeep Jackson. Hang on, hang no. on, hang on one second, Mike. Sal, I'll get to you in a minute, all right? Sal's just, <laughs> Sal's just, he wants, he's chomping at the bit. Don't worry, Sal, I'll give you time. Okay. Give yes. Mike okay. a chance, <laughs> give Mike a <laughs> chance to reminisce and mention <laughs> some of those greats, all right? Go ahead. Go, okay, go okay. You're talking Tim, Tim, Tim Harway, Antonio Davis, Chris Blocker, Chris Sandal, Terry Starworth. You know, we had some great players at that time that was at UTEP. And then as we was leaving and more coming in, it just kept rolling. It just kept, it wouldn't stop still. But who didn't want to play for Don Haskins? Who didn't want to play at UTEP? The beautiful school, the gym, the ladies, the town, the restaurants, the people. It was go- It was one of my best things what happened to me was to go to University of Texas El Paso. That's phenomenal. We're talking to Mike Richmond along with uh, Sal Montalongo uh, as well. And uh, we also have Abel Mendoza with us. So we've got a lot of great names. Sal, how did you – I know you're gonna, we're going to talk to Abel in a minute, but how did you get uh, in contact with, with Mike Richmond? Well, it all started with my friend uh, Mike Boogie Thompson. He has a gym called House of Oops, and uh, we've been friends for a long time. And uh, he, he knows me. My, my heart is with boxing as far as, you know, like the Golden Gloves, USA Boxing. And this year, unfortunately, I didn't do the I didn't do the promotion for the for the Golden Gloves this year. And then um, so be uh, Mike Thompson told me, you know what, don't worry. I got someone I want you to meet. And that's how we met. Uh, that's how I met Mike Richmond. We started talking about boxing, what we can do for the city, what we can do professionally here in El Paso. 
And it just opened up, lifted up my spirits. You know, him and uh, Mike and, uh, like I said, Abel lifted up my spirits. A new resurgence, you know, coming up this year. I'm so excited about the future coming up for El Paso. Knowing that Mike's interested, knowing that Abel's, you know, is ready to take over this city. I'm, I feel really blessed to be connected with these two. It's phenomenal. Mike, um, I'm just wondering how a guy like yourself that's been so vested in basketball all these years, how'd you get involved in boxing to begin with? Well, I'm going to keep it short. My wife and um, a, a, another young lady, we all met together when I was playing over here. And her, hus- her, her boyfriend at the time became my husband. He was into boxing. But I couldn't, I couldn't work on his career because I was worrying about my own career. Mm-hmm. That was just my second year in Europe, and I wound up playing 13 years in Europe. So by the time I retired, went back to Philly, relaxed, we get a phone call. Her son is boxing. So her son is Milton Jeremiah. And he asked, could he come to the States? He wanted to, pr- he wanted to become pro. They didn't have pros in Portugal. You have to go outside of the country and become a pro. So he came to the States. He got his day break. We did it in Delaware. He won. And from there, the sky was the limit. And then one, you know, we went, we went this ju- June to Pittsburgh to do a fight. And he won that fight. And then on the way, on the way back to Portugal, he asked me, can we, can I help out other fighters? And then that's when everything started trickling. And then that's when I, you know, me and Sal start talking. Abe came in the pictures. Other fighters came in the picture. But I love it. You know, it's helping others. Like, I got help. They need help. When we come back, we're going to meet Abel Mendoza. More with Mike Richmond. More with Sal Montalongo as Sports Talk continues. But first, let's go right now to Adrian and get this bottom of the hour Sports Center update. Adrian, thank you very much. Right now, we're going to get a chance to meet boxer, uh, an undefeated boxer for that matter, uh, Abel Mendoza right here in El Paso. Over 30 pro bouts. He uh, is uh, perfect so far, including, um, I-, I think your your last fight was uh, earlier in the month. Am I correct, Abel? Yes, sir. Yeah, I just had one. Nice. How did that fight end? End in a knockout like every other fight is? Uh, Well... Uh, the ref stopped it in the fourth round because, uh, I mean, not the ref, the doctor. The doctor stopped it because his nose was, I think his nose was broken or fractured. I'm not too sure, but you, you know, yeah, I think it was, yeah. I think it was broken. That's usually what happens when you hit it. So uh, good job there. <laughs> <laughs> way to go. And, and, and by the way, for somebody like yourself, um, you've been fighting uh, since uh, I believe your debut was March of 2016. And since then, uh, you're, you're undefeated. Um, and, and we know what El Paso is like as a boxing community, Abel. Um, you know, for, for you, is the hardest part right now getting a chance to just try to get that, that really that big break and, and get you on the national stage? Yeah, that's pretty much where it's at right now. You know, I want that opportunity to uh, put El Paso on the map. You're um, five eight. Uh, you're fighting right now as a uh, super featherweight. Is that accurate? Super feather, feather, and lightweight. Okay, I could fight. Yeah, doesn't matter what. Just give you the chance. You'll get to the weight. Is what you're telling me. Yeah, yeah. I understand. Yep, exactly. 
Uh, Sal, if we haven't had a chance really to see Abel in the ring, how do you describe him? I know his nickname is Zorro. I saw that, but uh, tell me, <laughs> tell me, uh, tell me what he's like as a fighter right now. Uh, he's very, he's very quick, very strong. I like his, I like his speed, I like his agility. You know, I don't, I see the sky's the limit for this young man. You know, like a thirty-four. Like I said, when I told uh, Mike about his record, you know, Mike tripped out. He was like, "Wow, thirty-four and zero." And I go that that oh saw his speed and all his quickness. You know what? And he's a good person. He's a good person inside and out. And I said that's what makes him a champion in my mind. Makes a lot of sense. Abel, do you have to go out of town to spar a lot before your fights, or is there enough quality sparring for you here in El Paso where you're able to get it done? No, I I usually have to go out of town. Um, I usually I actually have my camp in San Diego, and um, you know, I go out there. There's good fighters here, yeah. um, but um, uh, right now I've, I'm, I've been going a lot to San Diego and doing my camps out there. Do you know yet when your next fight is going to be? Uh, best case scenario, do you want to fight sometime this summer? Oh, yeah, most definitely. Most definitely fight this summer. Uh, I'm seeing right now where to fight, uh, seeing what the best option is, but most definitely I'm trying to fight this summer. Sal, maybe even twice if it's possible. That would be great. Well, first off, you look really good from your last fight, so it's obvious that the guy didn't do any damage to you. You did all the damage yourself. Um, yeah. Sal, I, I guess the key now with with somebody like Abel, who's thirty four and zero, is is just getting that break. It's it's difficult. I've seen it before with other local fighters, um, and and I remember when Tony Escalante was coming up the ranks, and he was in some wars, and then got thrust into a fight last minute with Daniel Ponce de Leon. He took it. He wanted that title fight, and it didn't go well. And after that, you know, he was never the same. So I guess you got to be careful with uh, with Abel because you don't want to rush something, but you also want to see him get what he deserves, which is, which is that big shot. Most definitely. We are here to take care of Abel, first and foremost. Put him in a situation where he can succeed. We're not going to put him in a situation where he can fail. And I gave him my word. You know, I'm not here to just uh, make a name for myself or make a name. I-, I want Abel to succeed because I think El Paso needs it. El Paso wants it. El Paso has to have this kid rise to the top. And, you know, talking to Mike, you know, we're looking at something maybe. Can I say it, Mike? We're looking at the Don Haskins in the, yes. zone. In the, near, in the near future. You know, his old coach, you know, a great legend. I would love to see Abel dominate here in El Paso so we can go forward. I think it would be beautiful the Don Haskins, Mike Richmond coming home to the coach who, who embraced him, who took care of him, and to start off with Abel, to focus on Abel Mendoza here at the Don Haskins Center, hopefully this summer or maybe late or maybe later on this year. Get a nice fight here before we get a title shot. So, Mike, is the idea to start uh, promoting fights in El Paso and maybe bring in uh, an event where, you know, Abel can be on the main event card and, and start doing things like that? Is that something you're thinking about right now? Yes, that's something all of us thinking about. You know, there's even hometown. It's just an easy target. And, and, and plus, I want to do more in the school that took care of me while I'm at being successful where I'm at right now. So, but we definitely want to make sure we take care of him. The key is to take care of him and other fighters and to bring out the best in El Paso. And I really know what they need. I already know. Last time I saw you in El Paso at the Haskins Center, you were coaching the Washington Generals. 
Yeah, remember when I started off with the conversation that um, COVID, COVID has shut down all the coaches yep. for the Washington General as well as some for the Globetrotters. But now they operated. They back on the road. They doing great. They doing great success. They asked if you know. They asked you know if you want to come back. You just gotta start all over. But I chose not to because I had other obligations to fill. I had to come to Europe to take care of my mother in law and also take care of these fighters as well while I'm over here. But they doing good. They already on a roll. I don't know if they make it to El Paso this year, but I know they're going to be there soon. Yeah, they were in El Paso uh, not that long ago. About a month ago is when they were here. Okay, so, so they good. made it. Yeah. See, I yeah. think you left, not because of COVID. I think you got tired of not beating the Globetrotters. I think that's what it came down to, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> you got a team who's always close. You got that big, tall guy that looks like uh, Darth Vader, and, he, and, 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 the, and the fans hate him. And then at the last minute, the Globetrotters score some, like, 10-point shot, and they win. I mean, after a while, you got to say to yourself, you know what, we're gonna, if we can't beat them, eh, I got to do something else. I got to go into boxing or something like that. Man, every time I be thinking that we get that last minute to you know that last one minute we got it we hanging in there they just do something so crazy to get us and and i look up and like no not again and it's like wow well you know what's funny i think the actual last recorded loss for the globetrotters was against utep and that was like in 2004 when the miners were on that college tour that the Globetrotters had that year. They had like six to eight schools that they played real games against. And that was the year Billy Gillespie had that turnaround season when the Miners went to the tournament from six wins to 24 wins. They beat the Globetrotters with Cedric Sabalos, and people in El Paso still talk about that game because it was a straight-up game, and it was, I think, the last documented loss that the Globetrotters have had. Yeah, I don't think uh, that was when they was playing, when they had that. The team going out playing the college. Yep, exactly. The Ashley Glow Trialer team, they lost, I think, way longer than that. They had one loss, and it was, um, I can't remember if it's 60s or 70s. It was around that time. Yeah. No, this was a serious game. This was not a, uh, this was not the usual kind of game. This one was, this game got pretty intense also. And from what I heard, and this might be true, might not, the Globetrotters had a clause in their contract that if they went undefeated, they got like a $20,000 bonus. And because the Miners beat them, it, uh, it it cost them a little bit in their paychecks when it was all said and done. Yeah. Yeah. So. You know how that works. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Just smiling, uh, just like I would be too. After all the years of coaching the Generals, I get it, man. I totally get it. Well, look, I'm excited for all of you guys. Before I wrap things up, Sal, because we're low on time, but I want you to at least tell me about uh, Lucid Love, your nonprofit that you're the director of. Tell me what it's about, Sal. Uh, Lucid Love, what we do is we combat bullying. You know, we give kids that, you know, that avenue that to understand that, you know, what, what you do to other people is really affecting other people. Not not just the person you're, you're tormenting, but you're affecting the entire family. And also we talk to the bystanders, you know, people who are watching, looking at this violence go on. So me and me and Mike, you know, we all collaborated together. We're going to have a boxing camp August, what is it, August 13th, Mike? Yes, sir. 11 to 1. We're going to have a citywide boxing camp in the name of, you know, KO Bullying. You know, we're gonna, it's going to be at 2000 Lee Chavino Sweet J. You know, we got Abel who's going to help us out, you know, helping us out with the kids and show them how to wrap their hands. Give, you know, bring up the self-esteem with these, some of these kids. 
a lot of these kids are bashful. They're very sensitive. Give them something. You know, not I'm not I'm not saying violence is good for to, for to attack violence, but love who you are. You know, appreciate who you are. You know, maintain that. You know, sanity. We're all going to get bullied in life. I don't think anybody leaves this earth without someone picking on them. It's how you deal with it. How you deal with these people. Just you know, like I said, it's just take them off your shoulders and keep on moving. Don't get too don't 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 let these people bring you down so much where you can't live your life. When right. will uh, when will signups be for kids if they want to take part in the August camp? Uh, we're looking at hopefully maybe in June once we get everything all the logistics part of it you know the paperwork stuff like that then I'll go ahead and attack the city. I'll attack the city you know through the counselors through the principals and it'll be like first come first serve you know we just want to like I said get the first one out of the way. And hopefully we'll do it every month or every other month. Like I said, the, the first one's the most important, though. This, this boxing camp means a lot to me. And I think it means a lot to Mike. means a lot to Abel because Abel gets a chance, you know, to get out there and help kids, show kids how to wrap their hands, show them how to, you know, how to, how to move correctly, how to pivot and stuff like that. That's what we want to do. Just give, give the kids the basics. Sounds terrific. Gentlemen, you've all been great. Appreciate you, Sal, Abel, Mike. Great to catch up with you again, and we'll look forward to seeing you guys uh, back here real soon. All right, take care. Thanks a lot, Steve. Have a good day. You as well. All right, so there you go, folks, as we continue here on Sports Talk. A lot of fun talking to those three. We'll come back, and we'll wrap things up next, get you ready for NBA playoff basketball. It's the Heat, the Celtics. It's coming up here in 15 minutes, 600 ESPN El Paso.